Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And thanks to the help we get from Nick Stoffel, who runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He happens to be an ASC certified technician, as his troops are there. He's uh, helping us out again, uh, yet again, after all these years. Nick, good morning to you. Good morning, Denny. How are things uh, with you and uh, Lloyd's? Things are good. You know, it, uh, uh, we're in a nice groove right now. we got the uh, schedules full and we're kind of cycling through some uh, some days off for the guys. Obviously, we, everyone needs a little summer uh, summer rest. So we're we're just in a real nice place, nice groove, uh, getting ready and you know, enjoy the last many weeks of summer before we get into the next part of the year. But we're uh, we're, we're all good. Yeah, it won't be too long until uh, you and I start talking about getting vehicles ready for fall and winter. But that's. Yet for another day, let's uh, stick with summer summer for uh, for a while. If you have any kind of a car care question, by all means, uh, let's hear from you, either by phone or by text. And keep in mind that Nick takes his leave about 7.45, so our time goes by rather quickly. So if you have a question, uh, don't wait. Again, whichever is easy for you, if you want to call and chat with Nick, great. If you want to just send a text like some folks are already doing, either way, here's the number for either, uh, 651-461. Nine two two six. Right off the bat, Nick, we were getting uh, even before you joined us, uh, getting text messages for the show. Here's one. It says, "Good morning. How long does Freon last in a vehicle? Uh, the AC system, if you only use it occasionally when driving. Love the show. Thank you. What do you think for somebody who lets a car sit for a lot or a car or a truck?" Uh, with the uh, refrigerant in there. Does that happen, in some cases, leak out, uh, seals become brittle, or whatever? Well, it's, uh, you know, to answer, it's not a consumable, as you know. It's not like gasoline, where it uses that to to make the refrigerant work. It's no different than your refrigerator at home or air conditioning unit. Uh, It's a sealed system by design. However, the sealed system is in a vehicle that is moving and sees the full slate, you know, winter, summer, icy, sleet, snow. So a lot of those components, those seals um, can have some wear and tear. The seals can rupture or uh, corrode um, and create a leak. So if you're having your air conditioning not working as it used to, uh, the first thing to do is determine whether or not it's called a refrigerant. So you take it into your, your shop and they'll determine that. Um, oftentimes what we do is we'll do an evacuation figure out how low it is, refill it. But when we fill it back up, we add some dye. And the reason for the dye is to help us locate a leak if it's visible. 
And I say that because it's quite often that you'll evacuate it, you'll recharge it, you'll cycle the system, run it for a good period of time, allow that dye to kind of work its way through all, all the components. But even after that, you may not see it at that point. It might take even longer. So we'll have people pick up the vehicle, go about their routine, and ask them to return in a period of time. Or if they notice that it's not working as well as it once was, that's the key. You know, it's, boy, it's still blowing, but it's kind of lukewarm. It's, it's not as cold as it used to be. That's when you need to get back in so we can look for that dye. Oftentimes, though, people say, yeah, you filled it up for me last summer, and it was fine for most of the year, and then it kind of didn't work well at the end, but, yeah, the year was over. But then we start over because that dye would have washed away. So if it's not as cold as it used to be, have it in, in, inspected and diagnosed, if it's just a matter of a recharge, have them do that. Have them add the dye. But the key is, if you notice it not working as well as it once was, get that back so we can at least pinpoint the leak, and then you can decide what you'd like to do. Yeah, at least uh, if you can, if it's in the, your budget, to become more comfortable. Because I'm looking at that forecast, Nick. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we're going to be cl- we're going to be cl- you're going to get a lot of folks in there who's uh, maybe deciding that the AC is not working like like you just said, like it used to. Uh, we're going to be close to 100 uh, degrees uh, this coming week. So that's that will uh, put the strain on a lot of uh, not only human beings, but uh, things like batteries, too, which we talk about from time to time. Uh, Nick, here, here's another question that just came in a bit ago. Uh, antifreeze. The question is about antifreeze. It comes in yellow and green. What's the difference? Well, it's not just yellow and green. There's some blue and some purple. A lot of these different manufacturers have. Well, it's not just yellow and green. There's some blue and some purple. A lot of these different manufacturers have a different makeup of the refrigerant. A lot of it's a coloring. Um, you know, it, you know, most of the um, uh, chemistry is very, very similar but they're not necessarily interchangeable. So make sure you go with your owner's manual or look at the bottle. Some of the global ones will work on a large uh, variety of vehicles. So if you just need to top off a little bit, you need like a pint or so. A lot of those ones that say global, make sure it has your manufacturer and it fits what your vehicle requirements are, but you can top off with that. But um, you don't want to mix them because it can make a different, have a different chemical reaction, create, you know, a, a sludgy or a, a muddy component there, so you don't want to do that. But they're for the for the most part, they're very similar. Uh, but the colors kind of help differentiate different manufacturers. I have a question related to coolant and a phrase that I haven't heard in a long time. I'm not even sure you have to tell me if if it's even done anymore. And that's radiator flushing. That's that's I, I guess is that kind of an old and archaic term these days. Well, the a lot of the. Fluids of all types, not just coolant, but the, the transmission fluids, uh, engine oils, you know, the, the makeup has changed. So the intervals have changed with that. Um, so we still will do a cooling system service as recommended or oftentimes with the repair. We have a vehicle in, there's a, a leak of some sort. Well, notice that the coolant isn't, isn't necessarily bad, but, it, you know, it could definitely use some freshening up. So at that time, we'll open the system up, drain everything out of there so we have once that repair is made, it's full of fresh coolant. All right. Very good. Hang on, Nick. We're going to take a quick break here again, and let's invite our listeners to join in. I know our time is limited here. If you have any kind of a car care question, by all means, don't wait. Let's hear from you, either by phone or by text. If you want to call it in, we'll hear your lovely voice 
or uh, send a text if that's easier, 651-461-9226. This is our Car Care Show on News Talk 830. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Now, Nick, for folks just joining in, maybe for the first time and might need some help from you or your crew at uh, Lloyd's, how do we find you guys? Yeah, if you're, uh, as you know very well, Denny, uh, we're right on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth in St. Paul. Uh, the street number is 982 Grand. And next time we're by, Denny, you'll see that we... Uh, they, they took our uh, our ash trees this last week, so there's a lot of sunshine on Grand Avenue these days. Oh wow! I'm sure, the, I'm sure they'll plant some replacements, and it'll take some time, but they'll uh, we'll have we'll have some shade again soon. Um, so that's our street address. If you ever have to give us a call, we're at six five one two two eight one three one six, and as uh, our, our website is uh, LloydAutomotive.net. Very good. We'll uh, get you that information uh, before. Nick takes his leave, which is about 7.45 this morning. Any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you, 651-461-9226. Let's see, we're getting a bunch of text messages as we speak. Uh, This one uh, from a listener says, How to shut off the airbag light on a 2013 Chrysler Town & Country minivan? Hmm. Well, like many of the indicators on the dash, that airbag light is a warning. When you start the vehicle, the vehicle does a self-test. So a lot of the different indicators might come on for a moment, uh, pretty much notifying you that it's doing a self-test. If everything tests fine, the light goes out. As with the airbag, it comes on, it does a self-test, it sees something it doesn't like. There's a sensor or a component that's not giving the right reading, and so that light stays on. So there's not a way to shut it off necessarily to ignore it or avoid it, but keep in mind that light is on, that means that the system is not functioning as designed. In the event of an accident, those airbags won't deploy. So I would ask this texture to probably have that, you know, assess, figure out what the code is, what it's related to. It could be something as simple as a seatbelt buckle. Keep in mind that's a, a moving component that we're using every time we get in the vehicle. So there's some wear and tear there. Uh, the other common area might be the within the steering wheel where the airbag is located. As we all know that the steering wheel rotates left and right. Well, there's a component in there that allows for an electrical connection and allows it to turn. That that uh, clock screen, as we call it, could also have uh, worn out, not allowing proper contact, turning the light on. So I would ask that person to have that looked at. Um, you know, we don't want an accident, number one, and we definitely don't want our airbags not deploying in the event that we have one. Nick, uh, listener wants to know, ask you, why do you think people shut off the auto on their uh, car's AC system? Could it be to save fuel? Well, I I don't know. My vehicle, uh, when, I, I, when I see it automatically goes on auto as far as air conditioning, I don't like it because it, it, just, it just goes on one level, like one dash level, and it's, in, uh, it's recirculating the same air. I always zap it and put it on, uh, you know, dash and lower level and you know, the fan and all that stuff. So I don't know what – it's conjecture. I mean, I don't think it saves any fuel, does it, what you would do with it? No, I don't. It, you know, any – you know, the um, – if the air conditioning compressor is engaged and on, it is taking a little more power from the 
uh, engine, which is going to affect fuel economy. I think with technology and with components that we have in vehicles today, it's probably not as dramatic as it once was. Um, but, you know, the auto setting, you know, it depends who you're riding with. If there's two people in the vehicle, you and your spouse, like in my vehicle, it's either too hot or too cold. So I just pretty much leave it alone and let my wife manage the, the temperature settings. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I know that routine. Uh, 651-461-9226 is our text and phone number uh, for any kind of a car care question you might have of Nick. Uh, Texter says they have an 05 Honda Pilot that only drives uh, about 2,000 miles a year. Their question is, can I use full synthetic oil to avoid changing the oil base more on miles instead of time? You've heard that question before. We have, and it depends. You know, uh, we're not just worried about the oil because it's getting worn out from working its way through its life. We also worry about the heating and cooling cycles, which can create condensation, that moisture is absorbed into the oil, which can create sludge. So I I would rather say if you're using the vehicle on a year-round basis, even minimally, I think twice a year, that way any of the condensation from the the extreme heat like next week or the the deep cold of January winters, um, I think it's good to keep fresh oil in. I'd rather see them use a, if the vehicle calls for conventional oil, to use that twice a year versus trying to stretch it out with synthetic and end up with more of that uh, moisture collecting in the oil. I know in many ways it's just marketing, but what do, what do you, your professional opinion on some of these oils? And I, I, I know you guys have good oil that you use there at Lloyd's. And I like, uh, for personally, I like the Mobile One. Uh, and I get that extended performance, but what makes it really different? Uh, to, to let's just say apples to apples. You talk using Mobile One, let's say, uh, full synthetic. Is there any difference in that oil uh, compared to like the extended performance? You know, I, as you know, I'm not a chemist, uh, right. but I will say though that um, a lot of marketing goes into oil. Uh, we, as much as possible, like 99% of the time use a branded oil. I don't like a lot of the house blend oils. They might pass some tests that, you know, I'm sure there's certain criteria that they need to have, but, you know, vehicles are expensive. Engines are expensive. I'm not trying to cut corners when it comes to the most vital piece to it, which is the motor oil. I myself use mobile one, as you know, Um, I I still most comfortable with it, but I also still change the oil on my truck every 5,000 miles, you know, and, you know, there's over 100,000 miles on it, and the oil still, you know, you pull the dipstick, it still looks clean. You know, it doesn't yeah. get that, there's no sludge, there's no, none of that stuff. And uh, if you're, you know, and you should keep your vehicle for a long time, you should try to get a full life cycle out of it. And to prevent any of that additional uh, damage from lack of uh, clean oil, um, I, I, you know, if the vehicle calls for synthetic oil, I like the branded products that cost a couple of dollars more. But over the life of the vehicle, I think it saves you thousands. So I don't, I don't know how better to say, say it, but use a good quality oil, a good quality filter. You know, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you're looking at the shelf, and there's one for a couple dollars more. Uh, you know, you can read all the marketing on the packaging and the beautiful, uh, colorful uh, box that it comes in. But you know, my my opinion has been always like, you know, uh, the higher quality product costs a couple of dollars more, but I think it, it definitely serves you best in the long run. Yeah, especially when it comes to motor oil. All right, Nick, we're going to take a quick break for that for that steamy forecast. 
Uh, we'll come back and we'll have uh, more questions to get answered here. 651-461-9226. Any kind of a car care question you may have on your mind, we'll pick up on when we return here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Denny Long back with the ASC Certified Technician from Lloyd's Automotive, Nick Stoffel, answering those car care questions you may have here for the uh, next few minutes. 651-461-9226. We'll get those questions answered for you. Uh, Nick, uh, more text messages have come in since uh, we uh, broke for weather. Uh, here's another one. Uh, good morning, Denny and Nick. I have a 2012 Ford Fusion SEL with a four-cylinder 120,000 miles on it. The electric power steering failed. I've checked the fuses, and they're still good. What else could be wrong? Is it possible that Ford would still cover this failure? What do you think? Uh, some of those repairs can be quite expensive. So I, I would definitely advise, you know, reaching out, trying to contact someone, see what the uh, warranty was, see if there was ever a recall or a bulletin that might have extended that warranty. Um you know, especially on a lot of these very expensive repairs, um, safety-related power steering, obviously safety-related, sometimes the manufacturer will extend a warranty period on some of these types of repairs. So I think it's worth the phone call. You know, fuses are good. I'm happy that the, the texter or our listener, you know, has a, the force to get to that point. But oftentimes it's actually that, that module itself or that unit itself. Um, we're learning that a lot of these um uh, Newer electric systems or components are kind of like an all-in-one piece. Um, so I doubt that there's an, uh, a, a repair to the part short of replacing it. I'm looking at another text. does not say what uh, year, what uh, manufacturer. It's a truck question. Uh, and again, an oil question. I think there's uh, some confusion from time to time about uh, synthetic. This question says, if my truck calls for synthetic blend, can I use full synthetic? Heck, I, I use full synthetic and even my small engine stuff, as long as it's the right viscosity. What do you think about that particular blend versus a full? Well, it's my understanding that most motor oils, you know, when you say conventional oil, there's a lot more science in oil these days and there's a lot more chemistry and a little bit of manipulating. So it's my understanding any good quality uh, conventional oil is probably deemed semi-synthetic. Um, you know, the, the term synthetic oil, you do a little research, a lot of it is, I don't want to say marketing because it is real, it is true. Uh, a good quality synthetic is, uh, it's going to be costly too. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate to have to put it this way, but oftentimes the brand names um, where, you know, you look on the shelf and they'll show you a couple different varieties. Uh, you know, they might say conventional or standard, uh, I might say semi-synthetic or full synthetic, um, you know, reference the owner's manual. But, you know, to answer their question, I think you can always upgrade, meaning that you agree if it calls for a semi-synthetic and using the full synthetic is not going to hurt anything. gives you a little bit of, you know, maybe you can get to that 5,000-mile oil change interval. And if you're, you know, driving however many miles a year, you can kind of schedule that easier with the seasons. Um, but, you know, motor oil creates a lot of confusion. Um, and, and I'll say it one last time, as, as we always do, I like to stick to the branded products. I know there's some integrity and quality there. Some of the off-brand stuff or some of the, um, I don't want to use the word gimmicky, but some of the uh, marketing items as you read through some of these things, too good to be true is likely not true. 
So that's my two cents. Exactly. All right, let's see here. As a 2017 GMC Acadia, the check engine light comes on, then the AC quits working. Uh, Pretty sure, Texter says, the compressor is not kicking in. Do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, Don't quote me here, but I suspect with a lot of um, systems in the vehicle, these vehicles are computer-controlled and they're very smart, meaning it sees a failure in a particular system or component, and it kind of gets in a CYA kind of mode, meaning it's going to kind of protect itself. So it sees a problem, and somehow that's related maybe to the air conditioning or, or something along those lines, so it's going to shut that system off in addition to prevent any further damage. Um, you know, the, the air conditioning of its own can't turn the check engine light on because it's not an emissions-related item, but there might be something that they share that is that's shutting that off. So I would, um, especially with this next week coming up, as the forecast says, I would have that looked at, get that resolved, and hopefully I get the air conditioning working again for this uh, texter. All right, I think we have time maybe for one more. This is kind of a long uh, a paragraph uh, sent in. But basically, they're asking something. In fact, it's a a topic we've talked about from time to time. Uh, It's about the drains, you know, on on cars, the drain system, meaning, you know, uh, uh, when we get leaves and stuff uh, by the sunroof. And you know what I'm talking about, that kind of a drain. Uh, The question is, can those be cleaned by a do-it-yourselfer? Absolutely. And... Uh, for the sunroof, for an example, you know, you can open the sunroof up, you can stand up inside into the vehicle and kind of stick your head out. Uh, and in the four corners, there'll be a little, looks like almost like straw that goes down into the vehicle. And those drains kind of run down the pillar and inside the door jam often is where that they will run out. So if you can, you know, get up there with a, a paper towel or a rag and just kind of wipe that out. If you see any of the clumping items, pull that away because you know, your sunroof, for example, isn't perfectly sealed. You know, it can't really be. It opens and closes, and it kind of runs on a channel. So they put drains there to keep from any fluid or water leaking in. Same goes for the base of the windshield or the cowling when you open your hood. That's where a lot of the air intake for your heating and cooling systems are. And if you see any debris or leaves, pull that out of there because, you know, when we get a heavy rain, uh, oftentimes those things can kind of float up or pull up and create a restriction or plug something up which can cause water to get to places it shouldn't be. So absolutely, you can do it yourself. Just be cautious. Take your time. Don't, if you're, if you're trying to force something, don't, because you don't want to break anything, you know, especially with the sunroof or some of that cowling. Those plastic pieces can be expensive and maybe difficult to replace. But at the first step, get out there with a rag, maybe a shop vac, clean that out and see if it doesn't help that, that uh, texture. All right. I think we have time, Nick, for one more uh, Texter says a 2016 Subaru Outback, the horn quit working. The Texter says I uh, brought it in, was told they tested the horn itself, and it works. Now the fuse is good. Wells, could it be? Well, in most cases, uh, you know, you go from the steering wheel pad, you know, to, through some sort of circuitry with a fuse, maybe a relay, uh, and the horn itself. So, um, you know, if they know that the fuse is good and the horn is good, we need to check that switch and get the wiring diagram out to see if there's a relay or another piece in there because at some point something's not. So it looks like they're, they got through maybe some of the easier accessible pieces. Now it comes time to get that dying wire diagram out and maybe dig a little deeper. All right. 
Uh, we're just about out of time, uh, and this is a question for the ages. In your opinion, Texas says, why do auto manufacturers put fuse boxes in spots that are so inaccessible? <laughs> you can say that for a lot of components. I was going to say, you could ask a technician mechanic, there's a long list of why did they do this. So <laughs> I have come up with a, um, or maybe read somewhere, vehicles were designed to be assembled not repaired. So when you get into something, you're thinking, well, why do they do this? Because as they put that vehicle together, which is like a sandwich, as they put the layers together, that's the sequence of how it went together. They were thinking that sometime down the road, something's going to, would be really convenient to have this accessible. So it creates a lot of frustration in, <laughs> in most shops from time to time, but <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what we say. They were, they're designed to be assembled, not repaired. I love that line. That's so true. Nick, thanks so much for today. Let's do this again next week. Tell us how to get in touch with Lloyd's before we leave. Absolutely. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. So if you're out for a lunch or a walk, swing by and say hi sometimes. If you ever have to give us a call with a question or make an appointment, we're at 651-228-1316. And then if you're on your device or in front of your computer, check out our website at lloydsautomotive.net. All right, Nick, thanks a bunch. Let's uh, do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. Nick Stoffel, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell standing by with another wine chat. And then get those lawn and garden questions ready for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. That's next hour. Straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.